And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Turn your Bibles to Revelation chapter 19 and verse 15. Two or three Wednesdays back, we left off discussing this verse. And I have been trying to move on from this verse, but I think the Lord... Amen. Has more in store for us from this verse. Amen. So let's go ahead and read the verse, do some review, and hopefully get into some new material. Revelation 19, chapter 19, verse 15, and it reads in the King James Version, Out of his mouth, and that's talking about Jesus, he's here is referring to Jesus, out of Jesus' mouth goeth a sharp sword, and here is why. That it might, that with it, he, Jesus, should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of the Almighty God. If you can recall, we said that this verse is describing a dramatic scene that is going to take place in Jerusalem during the reign of the Antichrist at the Battle of Armageddon. You remember that? We had our favorite exhibit where Jesus appeared in the eastern skies and accompanying him were armies from heaven. Armies from heaven, angel armies, and we as believers accompanied Jesus right here as you can see from our exhibit. And so we are told there will be armies battling, armies battling right here. Amen. Armies and armies battling up and down the Holy Land for victory on the very day of the return of Jesus Christ. So Jesus is going to crack the eastern sky i was looking for better wood than crack but we'll use crack for now amen the eastern sky and then when he comes he's going to meet armies fighting against one another and what's happening here is the antichrist will be in jerusalem he would have made promises to the world that he could not keep and then the world they're going to realize hey this man is a, a liar he doesn't keep his promises let's go war and try to overthrow him and that's what jesus is going to encounter when he comes with us and the angels he's going to meet he's going to run right into armies fighting into in jerusalem battle of armageddon to be exact now the question is how did these armies of the world all converged in jerusalem how did all the armies, the armies, the kings of the east, the kings of the south, the kings of the west, what happened? How did they end up at Jerusalem? This is why the Bible tells us, Revelation chapter 16, if you can turn here, it explains. Revelation chapter 16, let's read verse 13 and 14. John is telling us prior to that, And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs. Come out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of a false prophet. That's the unholy trinity. You got the dragon who is the devil. You got the beast who is the antichrist. He doesn't look like a beast, but his beastly nature. Mm -hmm. And then you have his sidekick, a prophet. 
a lying prophet. So we are told here, John said, I saw three unclean frogs come out of the mouth of the devil once. Amen. The devil is the king of demons. And then out of the mouth of the beast, the Antichrist is possessed with a demon. Uh huh. And then out of the mouth of the false prophet, the false prophet is possessed with a demon. Verse 14 tells us, For there are spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings, here it is, unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. So the devil is the one, amen, the soldiers will have been, according to this verse, will have been enticed to the battle site by demons sent by Satan to assemble all of them, amen, in Jerusalem to fight. The instigator, the one who's influencing them is the devil. The Bible tells us the devil has one aim, one motive, one goal, so to speak, and that is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He doesn't care. He cares about no one but himself. Mm-hmm. So John chapter 10 verse 10 tells us he comes to steal, he comes to kill, and to destroy and we see right here we see exactly that's what he's doing he's whispering amen to these people the world is on the world is under the influence of the devil and they're not even aware of it they think they're making decisions and doing and do, no no the devil is the one most times whispering things amen he's an instigator that's why it's good to perceive him to perceive his wickedness Praise the Lord. So, so as Christ, the saints and the angels, amen, as we saw a while ago from our exhibit, as we appear in the eastern sky to engage in the battle of Armageddon, we are told from verse 15 that a sharp sword uh, is going to come out of Jesus' mouth. Right here, can you go to uh, back to Revelation 19 verse 15? That is where we are with this verse. So when this is referring to exactly as exactly when we appear with Jesus out of his mouth is going to come a sharp sword amen and if you can recall we said the sharp sword coming out of his mouth symbolizes Christ's power to kill his enemies you remember that amen he speaks a word with power and authority this is God remember brothers and sisters Jesus is God incarnate God in the flesh, the same way God spoke the universe into existence, the same way God spoke human beings into existence, is the same way going to speak them into oblivion. Because he has that power, amen? And guess who else, brothers and sisters? The Bible says that you and I, amen, the same power that raised Ephesians chapter 1, the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells where? In you and me. Now, I'm not saying we have power to, to speak people into oblivion. I'm not saying that. I do not want to go on record saying that we have power to speak anybody into oblivion. But the Bible did tell us that death and life, amen, is in the power of the tongue. Christians should not be quiet. Mm-hmm. We are in a spiritual war, a, a war of words, and we have to speak forth the word. That's why the centurion said to Jesus, do not come under my roof. I haven't, the cleaners haven't come, I'm just joking. But he, he said, you don't have to come under my roof. 
Just speak the word. And my servant will be healed. Mm, just speak the word. And that's what we are told in, 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 um, in Proverbs 18.20. Proverbs 18.20 says, A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his lips of his mouth and with the increase of his lips he shall be satisfied the conclusion is in verse 21 death and life is in the power of the tongue and brothers and sisters you and i can say whatsoever we want we can believe whoever we want to god's word is forever jesus said amen in mark i think 13 31 he said heaven and earth shall pass away but my words amen shall never pass away that's what he said so it doesn't matter who tells you well uh, you know uh, some uh, there's some people who advocate that some christian think that words are containers and uh, just just ridiculous stuff out there if the bible says death and life lies in the power of the tongue god is right and we just have to settle amen that god is right the bible says you shall have what you say we saw it in numbers 14 28 the, the israelites they were murmuring and complaining about about <clears throat> not having the best in the wilderness talking about how they wish they were in egypt and god said to them as you have spoken in mine ears it is so will i do it's right there, Numbers 14. God said, as you have spoken in my ears, so I will do. Death and life lies in the power of your tongue and my tongue. So Jesus is coming to show us. Oh, glory be to Jesus. You know what I love about God? The Bible says in, in, in Isaiah 40, God help me. I think Isaiah 46, 9, it says... 46 9 it says that god says is it 40 yeah, 46 9 and 10 he said remember the former things of old for i am god and there is none else i am god and there is none like me he said he said so much so see, this is what he said declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things not yet done jesus is showing us the end from he's showing us the end revelation now and he's telling you and i this is how you fight a battle watch me watch how i'm going to destroy the enemy watch how i'm going to discomfit the enemy and use that as an example as to how to war in your current situation now because i tell the end from the beginning i am god follow me Hey, we got a blessing amen hallelujah praise the lord so the sharp sword coming out of jesus's mouth symbolizes christ's power to destroy his enemies amen the deadly power of christ's words since words have power long time ago we used to sing sticks and bones sorry sticks and stones can break my bones but words can do me no harm and then they had the audacity to end cool runnings. No, no, no. No, no, nothing cool about that. So words can destroy people. I, somebody can, people you hold in high regard and authority, they can speak a word in your life and cripple you. So not only sticks and stones, amen, words also. 
<laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. It, just a song I remembered. Sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can do me no harm. Cool runnings. Nothing cool about that. No. <laughs> Nothing good about that. Everything bad. Amen. Glory be to God. That's why we have to be very careful with our, with our words. Words, come up, words can uplift. And words can put you down. Mm -hmm. That's why we got to guard our hearts. Be very careful. Stay around people that they, they will build you and encourage you. Mm -hmm. And get away from toxic, toxic verbiage. Stuff that pull you down and keep you, and keep you earthbound. The devil is a liar. We all should be soaring like a butterfly. Amen. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. So, I said point one last week was, and I'm just reviewing quickly. Point one was, Jesus left us an example as to how to fight a war. How to carry ourselves in battle against the tricks of the enemy. Since I need you to remember this tonight. If you don't remember anything else, remember in Revelation chapter 19 verse 15, Jesus left us an example as to how to fight a war. Are we at war? Yes, we are at war. We are at war. <laughs> war, and we have three enemies. Three enemies, they are the world, the flesh, and who else? The devil. The world, the devil, and me. <laughs> you, we are an enemy to ourselves. Especially if our minds are not renewed. Amen. We need to continually renew our minds. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Now, if you, if you, if you read the remainder of verse 15 tells us why a sharp sword is going out of Jesus' mouth. It tells us here, and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword that with it he should what? Smite the nations. The nations, those who are, the armies who are at Armageddon. Jesus is going to speak a word, one word. And the Bible says he's going to smite. The word smite here is an interesting word. It means to strike down. Mm -hmm. It means to hit, to damn. D-A-M-N. To knock out with a single blow. Mm -hmm. In other words, Jesus' power is overwhelming. Overwhelming. No competition. There'll be no wrestling. There'll be no round one, round two. As soon as he appears, it's over. <laughs> oh, now Zechariah tells us exactly how he's going to smite, destroy the armies of the Antichrist gathered in Jerusalem. That is how there's going to be a bloodbath. Mm -hmm. Now this is what um, Zechariah tells us. Can you go to Zechariah chapter 14 verse 12? Let's read it quickly. Zechariah 14 12. When you get it, say I got it. Praise the Lord. That was, that was rather quick. I mean, we got some Bible scholars here today. Zechariah chapter 14 verse 12 reads, And this shall be the plague wherewith the Lord will watch smite. You see that same word? Smite. In other words, this is how the Lord is going to smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem. So as I said, when Jesus comes, there are going to be armies fighting against one another back and forth in Jerusalem. And so the Bible says, this is how Jesus is going to deal with them. It, it, it says here, their flesh shall consume away while they stand on their feet. And their eyes shall consume away in their sockets. Think about it. And their tongue shall consume away in their mouth. 
That is what I call vaporization. Mm, that sounds like, don't you think? Where your eyes just melt in its socket, your tongue just fall apart. Amen. What else? Your flesh just start to consume and your blood begin to gush out. Just, just standing there, standing in, standing waiting to fight. All he's going to speak is one word, die. And since God sent me to tell you, that's the power of the words we have. Sorry, that's the power we have in our words. Amen. You may not see it right away, but it does. Your words do have power. Our words do have power. Amen. Especially when you believe. When your words come from a heart full of faith. From a heart that's fully persuaded. I found out the reason why we don't see, we don't see things happen. I'm talking too fast. I'm trying to keep up with the thoughts. I'm hearing from the Lord. <laughs> I found out the reason why most of the times when we speak things, it doesn't come to pass. is because it's not being spoken from a heart that's fully persuaded. Mm-hmm. Glory be to God. Not from a heart that's fully persuaded. And, and, sometimes, and sometimes it just takes a little time. It just takes a little time. That's sometimes when God says yes, God is a spirit. It has to leave the parent realm of this earth is heaven. So there are two realms that function concurrently. Amen. That's the kingdom of heaven, the spirit realm, and the natural realm. God is a spirit. When you ask God for something, he's not a physical, he's not, he's not a person. He cannot just say, here it is. No. He has to work through the channels while you stand in faith. And so he has to touch somebody's heart, touch another person's heart until the promise is manifested. In the meantime, it's your responsibility to wait in faith, in confidence, in belief, so it can come faster. And we need to understand that. Are you with me, saints? And don't let the devil get us discouraged. I speak to so many brothers and sisters who are discouraged. Mm -hmm. And it's because we lack knowledge of how the spirit realm works. Mm -hmm. It just takes some time. That, that's all it is. The Bible says when we see him, we'll be like him. We haven't seen him face to face as yet. But to the extent we renew our minds, we'll see him as he is. Uh-huh. Glory be to Jesus. So, so uh, since it was right there after I read this right here, I keep asking God, why do you have me? Going over this verse, Revelation 19, 15. I pleaded with the Lord. And the Lord said to me, just continue and you'll see. It was right there that the Lord said to me when I read this verse. And I say, man, that's vaporization. The Lord said to me, this is the season to vaporize some things. Yeah, this is the season to open up our mouth, to strike down, smite some things. There are some things, some, some th things the enemy has put in our place. Things he's held up for all these years. God said, now is the time to open your mouth and strike it down. You see, now is the time to open your mouth and vaporize it in the name of Jesus. Now is the time, is the season for yokes to be broken, mm? burdens to be removed. Now is the time for, uh, um, for, for heavy burden, heavy loads, yokes, things that's been helping, holding us back, weights on us. Now is the time to open up your mouth and do what? Smite it. Smite it. Now is the time for you to do that. James 4, 7 says, it says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. How do you do that? You got to say something. You cannot just shake your head and resist the devil. No, no, it doesn't work that way. You can't just shake your hands. No, you got to open up your mouth and say something. And that's how powerful the Christian life is. It is simple, but it is powerful. It is so simple that, uh, that um, 
It is so simple. It has to take an educated person to, <laughs> to try to talk you out of it. <laughs> That's how simple it is. We just believe God and move on. But God is saying, now is the season to do what? Smite some things. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you since I, I had a difficult time this afternoon. I wanted to bring this chapter to close. Because I had my sermon well outlined. Mm -hmm. and, and, um, uh, and so I, I, I had to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. I said, Lord, why do you need me to review? Why do you need me to go and review this? Uh, you know, again and again. I mean, I need to wrap this up tonight. But I believe there is a word that God would have somebody here today listen to. And that is, you need to start smiting some things. Your mother can't do it for you. I can't. You need to open up your mouth. Amen. And speak a word like Jesus did and paralyze the plans of the enemy. I, I remember, you know, I, I, I was putting this together and I felt like I felt this past Sunday. This past Sunday, um, <laughs> I was about to overlook the instructions the Lord gave me to minister to two individuals, you know, and Dickness Bello and um, Antonio. I was about to end service and the Holy Spirit said to me, why don't you, why aren't you being obedient to me? And the reason is because I, I was not the one who delivered the message, so I wanted to just, you know, move out of the way peacefully. And, and the Lord said to me, but I, I am so glad I did it because I got a call from, from Minister Jim um, on Monday afternoon. I, I was having my quiet time and I saw the phone rang. And typically when I'm having my quiet time, I, it's between God and I, 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 you know, I don't, you know, you, you're selective in who, in, in, anyhow, you look, you look at me, you're looking at me, anyhow. When you're engaging with God, mm -hmm, sometimes it's difficult to break and come back. Praise the Lord. So, so um, I'm so happy that I did because he was telling me that um, on Sunday, I wasn't even ministering to him. I was ministering to some of the people, but he said the presence of God was so rich that he came in with um, pain in his knees. But because he was in the immediate vicinity where the power of God was operational, he got healed. Yeah, just like that. Just, and I'm so happy. What if I did not obey God? It's never about you. It's never about me. It's always about, it's always been about God's program. Amen? God is so good. And so the Lord asked me again, um, while I was reading, he said to me, after I said, okay, Lord, I'm ready. He said, reread the description of the conquering king given to us in Revelation 19. You don't have to turn there. Revelation 19, 11 to 13. That's prior to this verse. And I read it. And when I read it, the Lord said to me, it's, it's, the Lord said to me, not only am I coming as a conquering king, but I'm coming to occupy. Yeah. You remember in Luke chapter 19, verse 13, Jesus told us to occupy until he comes. Amen. And it was then, it was then, brothers and sisters, God gave me the topic for this sermon. And that is, there is a sword in your mouth. Use it to occupy. Yeah. There is a sword in your mouth. Use it to occupy. Amen. Use it to what? Occupy. Use it. Open your mouth. I think it is... Psalms 81, 10, Jesus said, I am the Lord thy God that brought you out of Egypt. Open up your mouth wide so I can fill it. He said, I'm the God who brought you out of Egypt. You know, Egypt is the type of the world. I'm the God who took you out of bondage. I set you free. Open your mouth wide. Stop being quiet. Say something so I can do it. Open your mouth wide. 
<laughs> oh, hallelujah. Open your mouth wide. So God can, what? Do it for you. Isn't that a wonderful thing? God is such a wonderful God. Hallelujah. Amen. So brothers and sisters, this is not the season to be timid. Mm -hmm. This is the season to vaporize some things. Mm, say vaporize. Yeah, just like Jesus spoke to the armies and they just vaporized. This is the time. You see, there is a time. Isn't there a word that says there is a time and a season for everything under the sun? Ecclesiastes 3.11, I think. Is, is that Ecclesiastes? three, or, or, or maybe not. But it's somewhere 3.3. Three, three, see, 3.3, three, three, I think it's in chapter 3. Ecclesiastes somewhere. It says, for under the sun. Mm -hmm. uh, under the sun is a reference to on earth. Because earth is under the sun. You got Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 3.3. 3. I think that's what it is. 3.3? Uh, yeah. Uh, there's time to... No? 3.1. Thank you. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1. To everything there is a... And a time to... Every purpose under the sun. God said, now is the time. Now is the time. Amen. You use the sword in your mouth to occupy. Now is the time to vaporize some of the things that's been holding you back. If you're looking tonight, maybe that's a word for you. Uh-huh. You've been, you've, you've been held back, felt like you're making no progress. But this is the time for you to open up your mouth wide so God can fill it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Don't you sit down at your house feeling discouraged? Amen. Discouragement is a tool of the enemy. Open your mouth like Jesus did and vaporize some things. Open your mouth like Jesus did and break yokes in the name of Jesus. Loose burdens in Jesus' name. Turn things around. Speak the word in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Send the word ahead of you. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Now is the time to put death to some things. Uh-huh. To smite and knock out. Use the sword in your mouth. Use the sword in your mouth. What's again? What's the title of this sermon? There is a sword in your mouth. Use it to occupy. Mm-hmm. Oh, glory be to Jesus. <laughs> oh, we thank you. Glory be to God. You know, I'll tell you since I never thought. I would hear that the service that the church renders to the, to the community would be characterized as non-essential. You remembered how they said they had a list of services? Non-essential. And I know some people forgot. I, that hurt me so bad. Mm -hmm. That is why brothers and sisters, yeah. That is why brothers and sisters, we need to start occupying. We need to become effective. Amen. We need, are you hearing what I'm saying? God forbid it happen again. Where the church services, the churches should be shut down because according to the government, the service we offer is non-essential. The devil is a liar. Mm -hmm. We got healing power. We are not non-essential. But that's what happens when you don't occupy. Amen. That's what happens when we don't move like Jesus. Uh, some of you, I, I know it's difficult to say amen, but you will get there. Praise the Lord. That's why it's good to behave like whom? Jesus. Amen. We are, we, to, we are to behave like Jesus. So he left an example for us as to how to fight a war. After all, we are told to imitate Jesus uh, 
Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1, it says, Therefore be followers of God. The word followers means imitators. That's why we got the name of the church. Ephesians chapter 1, chapter 5 verse 1, thank you. Be therefore what? Followers of God. So as Jesus spoke and vaporized some things, we can speak on what? Vaporize a few things. Be therefore, this is a command, not a suggestion. Be therefore an imitator of God as what? Dear children. The word followers here mean what? Imitate. In other words, in other words, be a little Jesus. Mm-hmm. So don't blame me. Praise the Lord if I strive to be like Jesus. I'm just trying, I'm just trying to, <laughs> to obey that command. Amen. So as I said, this is the verse, the founding verse for, the, for, the, for this church. God forbid we are called non-essential again. The devil is a liar. Mm -hmm. We imitate Jesus as dear children. The word dear is translated beloved 47 times. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1. Imitate, therefore be followers, imitators of God as dear children. Dear children imitate their parents. No? Oh yes. Beloved children imitate their parents. So that's why God is telling us here in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 1. As dear children, be therefore imitators of God. Belo Im the word dear is transferred as I said. Beloved 47 times and dearly beloved 9 times. Amen. Additionally, not only are we told to be imitators of Jesus. But John 14, 12 to 14. Let us read what John. Because I, I am still on there is a sword in your mouth. Amen. Use it to occupy. If we are going to use it, we have to behave like Jesus. We got to imitate Jesus. This is what John chapter 14 verse 12 reads. Jesus himself is saying this. Jesus is saying, verily, verily. <laughs> Jesus is saying, for real, y'all, for real. <laughs> Amen. He's, that's, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, Shall he do also? And he's, 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 he's doubling down. <laughs> oh, I like him. I love, I love him. I love him. You, you think he would say, well, you know, a little doubt would do you. No, no. He said, and greater works than these. Shall what? He do. Because why? Because I go to my father. You, I'm leaving you here to represent me. And you're going to do more. Now some people are so busy trying to defend greater works. Are you getting me? Some people are so busy trying to defend the greater works. Saying, well, it's not greater in the sense of more miracles. It's greater in the sense of reaching more people in the world. They are so busy trying to do that. They forgot the first part. The works. That I, let's just deal with the works. Can we forget the, the greater works for now? Let's deal with the works. What did Jesus do? He raised the sick. He laid hands. That's just the works. We are not talking about greater works. <laughs> you see, you, you see, you see how you see how when your motive is wrong, you overlook the simple things. Busy defending greater works. Forget the works. Are we going to be like little Jesuses? Speak a word. Uh, and, and uh, you know, let me continue. Let me continue here. Man, this is a blessing, brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. he, Jesus said, the works that I do shall you also do. And, and what's the condition? 
You got to believe. You, you got to believe. So if you tell me you believe and you didn't get the response, then I have to stay with the word. Not that we are not friends. I just have to stay with the word. <laughs> oh, glory. Because God's word is always right. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But my word shall never pass away. Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie. Yeah, yeah, I know you've had some rough times. Are you with me? But I have to stay with the word. I have to. I have to. It helps me. It helps you. Praise the Lord. So the scripture makes it clear. Uh-huh. Mm? We can do the same, th the same works Jesus did. How many of you say praise the Lord? Yeah, glory be to God. Amen. That's what dear children do. Dear children. Beloved children. Amen. Amen. So this scripture makes it clear, very clear, that it is God's plan to do the same miraculous deeds through believers as he did with Jesus Christ. Amen. As he did with, so as Jesus, I'm saying this because as Jesus spoke to the armies of the Antichrist, we too, we have a word in us can speak. Mm -hmm. You got a word in you? Yeah. Glory be to God. Glory be to Jesus. I mean, the only reason why we don't see more of the miracles today is not because God doesn't, he, God doesn't, or will, or, or he doesn't want to do it, but it's because most times we don't believe I should. And we got to be honest with ourselves. Let me tell you, when you believe, people will know. Because when you believe, you cannot stop talking about it. Yeah, when you're fully persuaded, you catch on fire. The world will come see you burn. Yeah, when you believe, let me, when you believe, you are very selective with the people you frequent. Yeah, when you believe because you have to, it's like a baby. You're now pregnant and you got to guard your heart from toxic, are you toxic talk? Are you with me? When you believe, brothers and sisters, uh, um, um, uh, when you believe, you're focused mm -hmm, because you're working on something. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so, so we have to stay with God's word. Can you say stay with God's word? Yeah, yeah. You can never go wrong when you stay with God's word. Amen. So, praise the Lord. So, so um, what are some of the works Jesus did quickly? He what? Healed the sick. Yeah, he cleansed the lepers. Yeah, he raised the dead. He made blind eyes. That's what he did. Uh, that's just the works. We are not talking about greater works. <laughs> uh, what else he did? Deaf, deaf ears were opened. He made the lame to walk. Uh-huh. Anyhow, I think you're getting the picture. I'm saying this because I was a little disturbed that they referred to the service we rendered to the community as non-essential. And I begin to think about it. I'm beginning to realize we have so much power as believers but because it's not demonstrated, we are not occupying our should. Then people are left to think we are just existing. We're just another club. Yeah. Or that we just, you know, for some reason we don't have it all together up there. Mm -hmm. But I'm believing God that God has a remnant few. I mean, that's he's, that he's going to raise, raise up in these last days. Folks are going to believe God. Amen. Who are going to trust God. People who have had experience with God. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? That he can use, amen, to show that there is a God indeed. And there is a God for real. And praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So, again, there is a sword in your mouth. Amen. Use it. Use it to occupy. Start speaking to everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. Start speaking to everything. I, you know, I was told by a preacher a long, long time ago that everything has ears. Everything has ears. Because everything was created. Amen. It is amazing how, it is amazing how, you know, when you really begin to leave. You know, the Bible says God has used the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. The foolish things of this world. When you begin to really leave in the spirit, when you begin to submit to God's word, it's, it's, people are going to think that you're silly. People, people are really going to think that you're silly. When you begin to really, when you begin to, when your mind is renewed and you begin to, you're beginning to understand how the spirit realm works. They said the same thing about Jesus. They said Jesus was crazy. Uh, Jesus said a, a disciple is not above his master. So if they call Jesus crazy, they'll call us crazy. But the thing is, you and I have to know we've got the power. And that's what happens. That's why the Bible tells us we are just sojourning, sojourning on this earth. This world is not our home. Amen. We are just passing through. You don't expect to be understood by the world. But I'll tell you what, when they are in trouble, they know who to come to. Yes, yes, yes. They don't want to ask, can you pray? Is there a prayer somewhere? Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. I think that's what the Lord would have me speak to you about tonight. There is a sword in your mouth. Use it to occupy. This is the season. I'm going to bring it to a close. This is the season to start smiting things. This is the season to open up your mouth wide and let the Lord fill it. Since, I, I, I kid you not, I did not have Ecclesiastes 3.1 in my notes, but I felt it so strong when I said it. To everything, there is a season and a purpose. There is, and now is the season to do that. If you have never opened up your mouth and begin to speak out your faith, 2 Corinthians 4.13. Can you bring that up please quickly? 2 Corinthians 4.13. I just heard that in my spirit. Amen. 2 Corinthians 4.13. Hallelujah. It says, we have in the same spirit of faith, uh, according as it is written, I believe and therefore have I what? Spoken. We believe and therefore have we what? Speak. People who believe, they don't stay quiet. They speak. They speak forth their faith. And things happen. Situations turn around. Mm -hmm. That's what because words are spirit. And that's how you impact the spirit realm with words. So we have in the same spirit of faith. Uh huh. According as it is written, I believe, and he's quoting David. You don't have to turn there. In Psalms 1, in Psalms 111, 6, David quoted that. David said, I believe and I spoke because I was, he said, I was grieved. Mm -hmm. I was going through some challenges and discouragement and I didn't stay quiet. David said, I opened up my mouth. You remember when David encouraged himself? Uh-huh, he can encourage, he, he tell himself, why art thou disquieted? Psalms 103. Why art thou cast down on my soul? Put your hope in God. Why art thou disquieted within me? Put your hope in God. Lift your head up. David was talking to himself. 
Hey, are you, I know you've been through some problems. I know Saul is on your trail, but you've got a great God who's protected you. And God is able to bring to accomplishment that which he began. So lift your head up. Hallelujah. Same spirit of faith. Anybody has the same spirit of faith? Yes, hallelujah. So if you do, just speak forth the word of God. This is the season for it. Amen. Vaporize some things. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com or call the church 850-408-8496.